You're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast for hairstylists. Here, we dive deep into topics that go far beyond the chair. I'm your host, Misty Jane, and I'm a money coach for stylists who want more out of their lives. I help you enhance your mindset around money, get out of debt, and create a life of peace. I'm on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Want to join me? You're in the right place. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Backroom Beauty Talks. Oh, what an exciting conversation today. Today I'm talking with Nicole, the abundant stylist on Instagram, and she is traveling, literally traveling the world and doing people's hair. And I'm not talking about like traveling the world as an educator and doing people's hair. I'm talking about she just decides what country she wants to go to and then she finds people and does their hair. And it is a beautiful thing. This conversation is about stepping outside of the box. It's about um, doing, you know, following your intuition and doing what it is with your life that you feel called to do, no matter what society decides to tell you about it. And I think that this is a different kind of inspiration that everyone needs to hear. Even if what she's doing isn't what you want to do, it's still the inspiration that you might be needing to take that very first step into whatever it is that your intuition is calling for you. Um, But before we get into this conversation, I want to remind you about my five ways to find money cheat sheet. Now, I have been getting a ton of feedback from this and I am loving it. I have had somebody find $800. I have had people find $200 a month. What this is, it is going to put money back in your pocket, but not only is it going to help you put money back in your pocket, it's going to help you find awareness around maybe where your money is going that you just didn't realize. So if you want five ways to find money, the cheat sheet, it is 100% free. I will link it here in the bio. You can also find it in my bio on my Instagram page. Um, So grab that. Again, it's free. Do with it what you will. I would love to hear how much money you can actually find. Um, Shit, maybe you can start finding money and put it aside to be able to travel the world like Nicole. How awesome would that be? Um, Please enjoy this conversation as much as I did and give her a follow at The Abundant Stylist on Instagram. Um, Enjoy. Hello, Nicole. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I seriously am so excited to talk to you because we connected via Instagram and I have so many questions for you, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure anyone who follows you has very similar questions. You probably get them all the time, um, but it's nice to be able to actually ask you in person. So for the listeners, before we get started, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Okay. I'm so excited as well. This is my first podcast. I'm Nikki Lee. Um, and I've been traveling the world for two years doing hair, um, and I'm the abundance stylist on, uh, Instagram. Yeah. So two years you've been doing this, huh? Yeah. It's been two so years. So for those listening, she literally travels the world and finds people to do their hair. Correct. Like it, you don't have like set appointments ready to go when you go places, right? Yeah, no appointments. I always just, as soon as I get to a new location, I, um, yeah, I network within the Nomad community and it's very quick response because there's not a lot of, you know, balayage specialists and blonde specialists on the road. Oh, I bet. 
Tell me how you got into, like, how did this even start? Um, it's a bit of a long story, but I left Australia. So I'm originally from Canada, but I left um, Australia to travel um, in 2020. So I left during the pandemic. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A bit of a long story. We'll leave that one out. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was actually on a ship in the Caribbean and I was on there for a month I was just learning to sail and then my friend was in Mexico so I went to Mexico and that's where it all began so in Mexico I was just being bombarded by um fellow nomads digital nomads that wanted their hair done so that's where it all began so were you a stylist in Australia I'm assuming yes sorry yeah so Australia and Canada so I did my training in Canada and then I moved to Australia at 23 and that's where I I worked uh yeah as a stylist for seven years in Australia nice nice so okay so the pandemic hits you decide you're going to travel the world um did you know that you wanted to do hair when you decided to travel the world I always had it in the back of my mind um, that it could be possible just because I had started my own business in um, Australia from zero clients. And a lot of my clients were uh, nomads. Um, So I realized that there was kind of like a good amount of people that I could do hair kind of amongst. um, Yeah, when I went out on the road, but it wasn't like a for sure thing. I was just kind of like winging it. Right. Now I keep hearing you say nomads. So are nomads people who literally like do not have a home base? So yeah, so nomads are basically people that are now working online. So digital nomads is like the big popular thing. And and there's a growing, growing community of them because of also because of the pandemic, people can work kind of from wherever. So there's just all of these people that are traveling around with their laptops. And I mean, most of them, no, most of them don't have a home base, but some do as well. And they just go for like six months um, and then back home or yeah. So it's so funny because now that I'm in the digital space, I know that I can take my laptop places and work. I still don't do it. Like, I'm like, oh no, I can't go there right now because I have to work. Even though literally as long as there's Wi-Fi, I can do it. And it's like, so there's like a whole different mindset when it comes to doing something like this. Was that something that you already like had ingrained in you or was that something that you just kind of like found along the way? I would say I've definitely always been like that mindset of like, you know, chasing freedom as much as possible. So I definitely have that, um, that kind of, um, yeah, seek for, for freedom and um, but yeah, I guess after starting working for myself, um, that's when it kind of started to unleash because I was going on so many holidays and stuff. So I just, yeah, I really started to enjoy that, that freedom mindset of, you know, being able to be wherever I wanted. Where do you think that freedom mindset came from? And if that's too personal of a, of a question, then you don't have to answer, but <laughs> Oh, I can answer it. I mean, I probably don't, wouldn't be able to pinpoint it, but I would say probably my childhood, my dad always took me out camping and stuff being from Canada. So I think I got a lot of that from, from that. Maybe the adventure of going camping all the time, I would say, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So it wasn't like a situation that happened and you're like, fuck this. I want to do what I want. (laughs) No, I mean, I always have that mindset though. Like I just want to do whatever I want all the time. And yeah, yeah, I could go into that, but that's another story. 
Well, so, well, I, I will kind of do want to go into it a little bit just because I think that um, one of the conversations I have a lot with people in the hair industry, friends in general, is what society expects of us, right? Like, and that could be yeah. anything that, that didn't even have to be hair related. Um, and it's really hard to kind of do what you want to do when you have that weight of like what people, what, what people think you should be doing. You know, so like, even for me, I had a, a super lucrative career behind the chair. I decided to completely stop at the end of 2020 to pursue coaching. And that was something that people didn't understand. They didn't understand it. They're like, why would you walk away from a successful career? But I knew for me, it was to find my own happiness. Um, what would you say to the people that are listening to this and they're going, I could never do that. My, my parents would flip my, you know what I mean? Like what, what would you say to them? I mean, my biggest advice, um, is always, always, always listen to your own heart. You can't listen to anyone else, even your family. And I think that's a very, um, well, it's a spiritual aspect of, um, getting on that soul path because I believe that we all are destined for greatness. And if we really listen to our heart and souls, it's just kind of like a path that we just keep going on and it just keeps getting better and better. And basically we just keep leveling up to, well, more abundance, I would say. I got the chills. (laughs) I totally, totally agree with that. And I feel like the more that you lean into doing what your intuition is telling, like the more everything else falls into place. Would you agree? hundred percent. Yeah. That's like my motto. Yeah. I love that. Um, have you been on a bit of a spiritual journey forever or is this something somewhat new or no surprise? So- I talk about more than just hair. <laughs> oh my God, this is like my vibe. I could talk about this for hours, but yeah. Um, 28, I met a soulmate in, in Hawaii oh. and it basically woke me up spiritually. Yeah. It was this really deep connection. Um, and I totally believe in like multiple lifetimes now. So yeah, that kind of started at, at 28 and I'm now 32. So it's been a bit of a journey. So how many countries have you been to? I've traveled to 31, 31 countries. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Like within the course of how many years? So my first ever, um, so when I was 21, so 21 was the first time I left Canada. My family are not travelers. So I'm kind of a black sheep of the family. So only, I guess, in 10, 11, I guess 12 years, right? Wow. So what is that, like three countries a year or something like that? Yeah, I would say about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, do you have a home base? Like, or do you just kind of, nope, I figure out where I want to go when I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have a home, I don't have a home base anymore. So in Australia, I had a home base for seven years. Um, and then, yeah, I just sold everything and left. Obviously I have like my family in Canada. If anything goes bottom up, bottoms up, I can always go home, but yeah, I don't have a home base. No. So I had some friends a while back that they, um, they didn't have kids. They had just gotten married and they wanted to travel the world. So they saved up a certain amount of money and they, they kind of had a plan. They knew they wanted to go here, 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 and here, but they just, you know, left it open and they did it. They did it for one year. Um, and I thought that was just the coolest thing ever. And, you know, my question is always like, how much money do you need for something like that? So if you don't mind me getting a little personal financially, I'd love to know kind of like, 
how did you plan to do this financially? Yeah. Okay. So this is a great question. Um, so in my home studio in Melbourne, it was very successful. Um, I did really, really well in Australia. Um, hair prices are very expensive, like in the salon, um, probably about $400 for, you know, a balayage, um, haircut toner kind of thing. So I was able to charge, you know, about a little bit under that um, in the home studio. So I did really well. So I did save up a good amount of money, but you don't actually need as much as you think because it's really cheap on the road. Like right where I'm living at the moment in Bulgaria and my rent is only 220 US dollars a month. Really? Yeah. Now, how do you find places like that? Like, is this Airbnb? Like what, like, how would you even go about like, searching for something yeah so the trick really is is to not use airbnb because airbnbs is a, it's a higher um yeah a higher rate okay so what i would do i would generally go to a place and um stay in a hotel for a few days and then i would get on like the facebook groups in the area and i just ask is there anywhere renting for a month two months three months and then i i've been very successful with that and it's always a lower rate so that's that's a good one that's a good way of doing it that's amazing what's your favorite place you've been so far or is that like no. too hard of a question? No, girl. <laughs> okay. um, to be honest, I my heart is in Hawaii. I love really? Hawaii. So yeah, I love Hawaii. I really I have do. never been there. You can go and work there, man. Like yeah. you can just go <laughs> and do hair in Hawaii. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I never, you know, but it's funny that you say that because I've never been there because I've been to like the Caribbean. I've been to Costa Rica. Like, and in my mind, I'm like, it's just another like pretty water. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I would, I, I feel like there's so many other cool places that I would rather go. Um, but I find that interesting that that's your favorite. Why? Okay. Well, maybe it's not my favorite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like it's a very spiritual place and Maui, Hawaii, it attracts all of the big spiritual teachers as well. So when I went to Maui, that's when I had my awakening. And I think that, um, yeah, there's something, there's some type of energy there that keeps calling me back. So I would say it's more the energy there. It is very beautiful. But if we're talking just traveling, I guess, um, I would say like Japan was really cool. Um, Bali, Indonesia. Um, and I also really love Mexico. Yeah, I, I do too. I'm, I Japan is very high on my list. I've heard nothing but good things about Japan. Um, so the language barrier, do you speak different languages or how do, how do you navigate that? No, I only speak English. <laughs> horrible. I'm a horrible traveler. I don't, um, I learned, I learned a little bit of Spanish. So, um, but, but still very little, like not enough to um, have a proper conversation. Um, but again, the thing about being um, an English speaker is you can kind of get by everywhere. Right. Um, which makes it, makes it, good for me, but also kind of lazy in a way of, I don't try too hard to learn other languages. Well, you probably don't stay in the same place long enough to really like pick stuff up. Do you? Yeah, I guess not really. I mean, I probably do, but I don't put, yeah, I don't put enough effort into it. I've never been very good with languages. So it's one of my weaknesses. 
Now, is that, um, does that make doing people's hair harder or does most people, because they are more digital nomads that you do, like, does that make it most of them speak English? Yeah. All of my clients have spoke English except for one client so far. And she was actually just last week and she was from the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. She was so beautiful, but all we did was, um, did a Google translate on our phone and it actually was okay. It worked out. Okay. So yeah, it was kind of fun. There's so many things now. I mean, even just looking at pictures of hair, you know what I mean? Like there's so many ways that you can communicate without really communicating. Um, let's get into the hair aspect of this because I, again, I have a million questions. Like, do you travel with all your color? Like, do you have a consultation and then find a hair store? Like, like how does this work? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so what I've been doing, for instance, like in Mexico, I really liked this product. So I did bring some of it with me to Europe. Um, but basically I've been just finding product stores everywhere I go, um, because that makes it much easier. So I don't have to carry as much, um, products because developer is very heavy. I've realized. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, um, I did do, I think I carried like four developers and my suitcase was so heavy. Like I had to have my, my partner carrying it for me, but um, yeah. And then when he went away, cause we travel solo a lot, like carrying this bloody thing up the stairs was quite a nightmare, but yeah. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a minimalist? Yeah, I would say I'm very minimalist. Yeah. I don't like, I don't really have that much uh, material items ever since I started traveling. I really realized that um, yeah, you don't need those things to make you happy. God, ain't that the truth? I'd love to talk about that a little bit more too. I mean, I feel like you're living a life that people dream of, right. But they don't technically know if they really would want that. Right. So like, yeah, my question for you as well is what do you not like about constantly traveling? What are my worst things? Um, honestly, I was definitely made for this. There's something in my in my chart that I was totally made for this. And um, what do I not like about it? Hmm. I don't know if I can think of one thing. Like that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's how much I love it. Um, I mean, for other people, yeah, you have to be adaptable. I'm very adaptable and I really go with the flow of life, um, especially since my spiritual awakening had not always been this way. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was made for this. Um, I'm sure there's something, but I can't really think about what it is. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's inconvenient from time to time, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, there's inconvenience, of course, like with um, flight delays and those kind of things. But yeah, since my spiritual awakening, I just go with the flow of everything. And, you know, I just embrace it and know that I'm on the right path and whatever will be, will be. Now, can I ask you about your spiritual awakening? Yeah, sure. It's a deep one, but we can go. Yeah, there. I'd yeah. love to talk about it. I'm finding I always say I'm like a logistical woo woo, but I'm starting to realize that I'm like finding this new spiritual thing within myself that I think I'm like scared to admit for some odd reason. Um, so I would love to hear about your journey a little bit. Yeah, it definitely goes against logic, right? It's a very weird thing to kind of start to yes. connect 
with because it's very weird. Um, yeah, so 28, I went on a holiday to Hawaii. And yeah, I ran into somebody and it was this spark. It was like what they say um, in, in books, that recognition, mm. the soul recognition. And there's a lot of synchronicities about our meeting. For one is like I flew into Hawaii on his 30th birthday and there's just some really weird things going on. Um, so yeah, that, that started to wake me up spiritually. Um, it was also a very painful experience because we didn't, we aren't together. Um, but within that pain, if we, if we tend, if we go into the pain, it's, that's where, that's kind of where it all starts. <laughs> and yes, but I think the main thing with the spiritual awakening is that, um, if we're able to embrace it, it gives us freedom, freedom, so much freedom, inner freedom. Yes. I totally, totally agree. You've got to look at the shadows to be able to see the light. Yeah, the shadows, exactly. And the, and that's the thing with these, they say with these soulmate um, relationships is they're like a direct mirror back at yourself. So when I was with him and he with me, it was inc- a bit uncomfortable because we were shadowing each other, mirroring each other. So we saw each other's shadows. So yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I bet, I bet. You know, I, I love... I, I just, I, I love everything you're doing because again, you know, I think that society puts everyone in a box, you know, and, and even for me, I've always been kind of, I do what the fuck I want, but not to that extent. Right. Like, (laughs) like not like I still am in a somewhat of a box, you know, and I think conversations like this are seeing people that, that are really, truly following truly what they want to do, like really, really what they want to do, not just like part of it or like, you know, what's acceptable enough. Um, I find it so unbelievably inspiring, like, because I think that we need more of, of you. (laughs) (laughs) I want more of me on the road. So yes, come on, let's do this. Um, yeah, come out. We should all, we should all meet somewhere and just have a little, yeah. That's what you should do. You should do a, like a, like a no bad stylist retreat. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just yeah, saying. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, want you want to help me? <laughs> oh God. I don't know if I know how to do that, but you know, again, I don't know how to leave my house if I have to work. <laughs> yeah. I think like you said, what were you saying? Oh, um, oh yeah. Leaving the box. I mean, we're all put in boxes. I believe as soon as we, you know, start watching cartoons and all of those things when we're young. So yeah, we have to kind of, I think the trick actually is, is our imagination. So um, our imaginations kind of get dull during school. So we just got to keep our imaginations going. I think is a real trick. It's funny that you say that. Cause I have been hearing a lot about, um, you know, letting yourself be bored to let your imagination do its job. And I think that's a big part of the problem right now is like, we don't know how to be bored. Like we don't know how to just sit. Like even me, it's like really hard for me not to just pick up my phone if I'm just sitting on the couch. Um, but I find that and think about it. And when you get your best ideas, right? Like in the shower, driving in a car, like when you are doing like nothing that takes a lot of brain power. Um, and I just don't think that people let themselves do that anymore. Yeah, we're very distracted. There's so many distractions. And yeah, yeah. And until the universe pushes you to do it, I think it's very difficult. I was pushed into it. I had no choice. And But yeah, it is very challenging. Yeah. I mean, it was the hardest three years of my life. So 
yeah, not easy for, oh, I believe it. So talk to me a little bit about like, what is like a typical day of doing hair? Like, how does this work? Like, do you just literally find someone and do their hair right away? Like, how's it go? Okay, cool. So usually when I get to a place, um, I also really start to connect in the nomad community because I want to make friends. Um, basically just telling everyone I'm a hairdresser if they ask. And then that automatically is like, oh my God, you know how it is, right? Like, oh, yeah. what would you do with my hair? How many yeah, times? Immediately. <laughs> yeah. What would you do with my hair? I just got that today, actually, from my friend's boyfriend. He was like, what would you do with my hair? So yeah, that kind of starts the, the snowball. Um, I usually get one client out of that. I just do a really good job of balayage, of oil. And then because the community is quite small and um, the word gets around. So mm-hmm. the, yeah, that's kind of how it s- snowballs. Um, I've only been doing one client um, kind of like two to three days a week uh, because that's enough money to pay for my rent and, and get me, yeah, basically all of my expenses paid. So I really like only doing one client a day because I get all the time to create and it's more of like a artistic approach versus, you know, client after client after client. So I really like that part. And do you set up like a little salon somewhere? I mean, I've seen on Instagram, if you're listening, you can go on her Instagram and she does show her setups, but like, have you had like a hard time sometimes or is it always like, I mean, it's pretty easy to find a table for the most part. And like... Yeah, it's really, it's actually been really freaking amazing. It's like, again, I think it's the universe, like wanting me to do this. So in Mexico, um, there was this beautiful balcony and I just set up the mirror overlooking the ocean, the palm trees. Um, and the mirror was just actually in my flat. So I would just take it off the wall and, and move it when I wanted to work because I wanted the area to look cute. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't had any trouble with that. And and I do try to set up my place because uh, I do prefer clients to come to me. Um, but sometimes I do also go to the house just if they got a really cool house as well. I like to check out the, <laughs> the, uh, the houses in the neighborhood. Well, there's probably a safety aspect that you have to think about too, correct? Because you are a female traveling alone. I mean, that's what you would think. And I used to think that. Um, Of course, you do a little bit. So again, this nomad community is pretty tight. So you do know like kind of who they are through like Facebook and Instagram. What I usually do is um, if I get an inquiry on Facebook, um, I would just get them to send me a WhatsApp and I just like check, I even add them on Facebook and just kind of check out their Facebook. And I mean, most people are pretty on Facebook. You can kind of tell if they're weirdos, but honestly, I've never had a problem in two Good. years. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like that would probably be some people. I mean, that's a little bit of my own fear. I mean, I travel alone in the States. I've flown, you know, to Mexico alone, but I'm meeting people there, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not fully alone. Um, I was actually just having this conversation with another stylist because she's going to Morocco for a retreat and she was worried about flying alone. And I was like, stop in Germany, like stay for the night. Like, like, you know, just try it. I, cause I want to try it. (laughs) What, what, What is her fear though? Like her fear is actually being on an airplane alone. No, I think her fear is being in another country that she says she, you know, because she doesn't speak the language, but I was like, but I think you're going to Germany. I think most people, especially young people, and I could be wrong, speak at least some English that you can, you'll be fine. 
Um, but I think it's more of being in the country alone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, I I can understand it, but it's hard for me to go back there because I've been doing this since I was like 21. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all about, it's kind of, it's kind of an illusion because every time you get to a place, you know, there's so many things, there's so many social events now that you can just literally jump, jump on Facebook and look up like, um, Facebook groups in the area and there's always there's always something going on so yeah it's yeah it's less scary than people think yeah I agree I mean even when I started going to education and stuff by myself I was at first was like oh my god I'm flying alone you know and now I love it like I love it I always add an extra day I get my own room somewhere like you know and I and it's I think it's like with anything you just build the confidence in doing it you know and then you don't even think twice about it anymore yeah, exactly. Confidence yeah. is the truth, isn't it? It's all about confidence. And confidence, so, my favorite, one of my favorite um, quotes is confidence is built on accomplishments and accomplishments doesn't have to be like you won an award. Like it can be like, I flew alone. I flew alone a second yeah. time. I flew alone a third time. By the fifth time, you're not, you got, you're confident in it. You know, it can be something as simple as that. Um, but it's so true, but you got to do it to, to build the confidence or you're never going to get confident in it. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what you said. And that's, it's kind of like just heading into the unknown. That's what we're mostly scared of is the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's the, our, one of our biggest fears as humans is going into the unknown. So we got to just keep heading into it. And then eventually it's not as scary. I mean, I still get nervous every now and then, um, but less and less every time. What makes you nervous now? Actually, I was just thinking like, since I've gotten to Bulgaria, not so much, but there's always like um, a little bit of when I'm going to a new place, like, oh, is it going to be as good as the last place? Mm. Uh, And it it really actually always is. So it's pretty cool. What makes something better than another place? Is it the people? Is it the scenery? Um, Yeah, I would say mostly the people. Um, Yeah, more the people. And, And when I say good, I mean like am I going to get clients? Um, right. so yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of that, but have you went anywhere? I was gonna say, have you went anywhere where you haven't got a client? Not yet. No, no one, no Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And have you been somewhere where since you're kind of in this community now, have you like seen somebody twice in a different country yet? Yes, I just met up with a girlfriend this morning who I met her in Mexico, I met her in Guatemala, and now she's here in uh, Banksco, Bulgaria. Did y'all plan that? No, no planning. Oh, that's really, really awesome. Um, how do you pick where you're going to go? Because I would be like, like, just close my eyes and like spin a globe and just like... <laughs> I generally just kind of see where all the other nomads are going and I just kind of jump on the train and and there is like nomad hubs that are very known so kind of jumping around to those places Um, again because I'm going to make friends there they're also very good areas safe areas and also very affordable areas yeah now you are trying to start educating other stylists on how they are able to do this, correct? Yeah, I'm trying to open minds. I'm trying to open minds. Um, I am sort of putting together this course and that's going to be in September. I'm working around a little bit of the logistics, but yeah, basically opening people's minds to 
yeah, more of the freedom lifestyle and the nomad, the nomad lifestyle. So it's interesting because even here in the States, um, you know, there are a lot of places or people that are starting to like hop around a little bit, you know, they go and like rent a chair for a day or whatever. Um, and I think, I think social media, right? Like social media made this able to happen. Correct. I mean, would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. Um, for sure. Like my business in Melbourne, um, when I had my home studio took off so quickly, you know, I was, I was so busy within a month just because of the Facebook posts, but I think, with the traveling lifestyle, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, it really does help. And it also helps to make friends quickly as well, which is beautiful. Yes. Well, networking. I mean, that's not anything I ever knew what it meant. I mean, and you're like literally doing the epitome of what networking is, whether, you know, you realize it or not, you know what I mean? It's like, it's literally just meeting people, having a connection with them and then maybe helping each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. And and the thing within the nomad digital nomad community is that they're all online gurus. So I've been doing their hair for two years and they're like, you need to teach classes. You need to get on the online world because you have so much knowledge. You've been doing hair for 15 years. And I'm sure a lot of people want to know how you're traveling and doing hair. So yeah, it's been really cool to, to get into that community because it's also opened my mind to a much bigger um, perspective. Absolutely. I think it puts you around people that you probably wouldn't normally have like met, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, what would you say to the hairstylist that um, says, I, what, do, what do I need to network for? Like, what's the point? Well, I would say networking is, I mean, I personally find it fun as well, but networking is going to just open up their minds and going to expand their their dreams right and and what is possible for themselves because the, the world of hair is insane what we can do with it now like it's you know we can teach our skills we can do business coaching you're doing money coaching like there's there's so much to do within the hair industry now so it's pretty amazing yeah i like that you said that because i believe that's so true um Again, in the past, I didn't understand what the point of networking was. And now um, that's exactly what it does for me. It's not even so much of like, hey, like we can help each other. It's like I can be around people that expand what I'm what is possible. I literally call them my expanders because when you're just constantly around the people you like are like working with all the time or whatever, like everyone's in the same bubble. Everyone's in the same box. We'll go back to this damn box again. (laughs) everyone's in the same box and it's so nice to meet people in different boxes or that are breaking boxes or, you know, and you're like, Oh shit. Like I can, I can break my box too. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It's all about breaking boxes. That's like my, that's like my, my sole mission is basically, I mean, to help people, but also to like, just open people's minds to what's really going on here and what we can do. Um, as humans, you know, we're humans on earth. So it's quite fascinating to, yeah, just open people's minds. Um, and yeah, like you said, being surrounded by other people who opened my mind. So yeah, it's quite cool. Do you have a pet peeve kind of around the direction that the industry is going, considering you are so much at, like, I want to like go outside of the box. And I feel like 
I feel like there's a lot of things we're seeing Well, you have to do it like this and you have to build your clientele like this and you have to charge like this and you have to do, you know what I mean? Like, do you have, like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you, does it bother you? Do you feel like, no, that's going to work for a lot of people, but not for me? Like where, where do you fall in that category? Yeah. Like I'm all about people doing whatever they want to do, but I do believe that we are pushed to, to, to want to do something that we might not want to do. So I guess just listening to our, again, listening to our heart, our intuition, and really deciding what feels right for us. And of course there's rules. And of course there's things that, you know, we have to sort of follow in a way, but basically trying to follow your heart in a way that um, allows you to kind of break the mold a little bit. Do you think that the internal growth is, is the main part of that? Not so much like a business growth. Like I know for me, I wouldn't even be doing what I am doing now if it wasn't for like me, like focusing on my internal everything really to be, to be real. (laughs) To be real. Yeah. It really is all the inner world, isn't it? It's insane. Um, Yeah. Cause I think once we get into contact with that, we start to see the world very different. Um, And that's kind of how, we then have to decide what we're going to do while we're here. Um, and yeah, it makes things a bit complicated because of all yes. the rules and stuff. But yeah, our souls, I believe, do are in love with freedom. So yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I find in the last couple of years where I've really like leaned into like my, again, I don't know what I call it these days. I don't know if spiritual journey is the right word yet. Um, but little shit, like I even dress different, like, you know what I mean? Like, like when you start really not caring so much, it's like literally everything changes. It's the best, right? Like I don't wear so much makeup anymore. Like, right. I don't have any on (laughs) and I don't care. (laughs) It's like freedom. Right. And it's that freedom of validation I spent many many years um seeking validation I'm not perfect I still you know like to be told I'm pretty or something but yeah there is that uh I believe yeah once we get to that inner inner world I mean I don't think it ever ends I'm I'm not perfect by any means um but we just got to keep going into that and seeing where it leads Exactly. Cause it does get easier. I mean, even wearing an outfit that you love, but you know, someone else is going to say something about like the first time you do it, if you feel good in it, it doesn't matter anymore. Like I've never walked out of the house and had someone go, ew, what are you wearing? That doesn't happen. But we tell ourselves it's going to happen. So we like, you know, don't put on the blazer with the t-shirt or whatever, you know? And it's like, the more that I've leaned into doing what I want to do, it has just been, it feels good it just feels good. Why don't we want to feel good? Like we think that we're going to feel good if somebody else tells us we're doing a good job. And yeah, like you said, like maybe it feels good for a second, but it doesn't feel good. You know, an hour later, if you still don't feel good on the inside. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I've been reading a lot about like manifestation and stuff because I'm a really powerful manifester. I've been seeing (laughs) in my reality And it really is all about doing what you want because the universe wants us all to be very happy and in that high vibration. So the more happy we are, that's when the magic starts to come. Yes. It's so, so true. And I agree with you that it's, it's a constant practice because that doesn't mean I'm 
happy all the time because I'm not. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very hard to be happy all the time. It's yeah, it's very difficult. So what is the number? Do what you, you, did you say you don't think it is possible? I don't think it's possible to be happy all the time. I think unless you reach enlightenment or something, but we're not but there even yet. Then, even then I feel like, like, I, I think about like, even like monks, like they have to have a moment where they're like, fuck this. <laughs> like, so, I mean, maybe like, I don't know, like a mosquito bites them. Like there has to be something. <laughs> there has to be. Yeah. There has to be. Or sitting there for hours on end, like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what is the number one question that you get? The number one question is how do I get started? <laughs> everyone wants to do it. Everyone wants to do it. Well, not everyone, of course. Do you think so. they want to do it? Or do you think that they want to like go on like a month long vacation and like do it? I think there's like different people, right? Like there is some people that have been messaging me from the beginning and they really want to do it. Um, but the nomad lifestyle isn't for everyone. But if it is for you, it's like the coolest thing. So I guess you've got to decide by trying if it's for you really right so what would you say to that person let's go ahead and answer it now so now when they ask you a million times you can go hey go listen to this podcast (laughs) Um, I would say the biggest thing for sure if you want to actually do well you have to have a really good Facebook page because those Facebook pages are what um we we have to Basically, the Facebook pages um, are really good because that's going to be where your work is. So, and pictures, right? As we know in the industry, pictures um, are really good of our work. So we have to have good photos. And then we just have to start networking within the the nomad community. It really is a snowball effect. It's really not that difficult. Uh, The hardest part is the courage of, yeah, booking the flight and picking your first location. The hardest part is starting. Yeah. 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 That's anything, right? That first step. (laughs) And the beautiful thing about it is like, as soon as we like, just go and do it, then it becomes easy. Right. And if you do it and you don't like it, like I, we always, I really truly believe people think that they make a decision and that's their decision forever. And it's like, no, no, no. Like you can change your mind. Like that's allowed. (laughs) Yeah, there is something about us, isn't there, that we, if we do something, we think we're going to have to do it for the rest of our lives. Yeah. yeah. It's fascinating. And I've had that happen too. You know, it's, I think it's just normal. I remember working in Melbourne and I loved, I loved my home, my home salon. It was amazing, but I started to get like, you know, do I have to do this for the rest of my life? Like, what if my arms get tired or like, I started getting freaked out, you know, carpal tunnel, those things. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know. So it's kind of scary when you think like, I have to do something forever. Yeah. But that's the thing is they don't think of that stuff either. Like I've got, I mean, I already wear braces at night, you know, all the things, but like, that's not what we think about. I feel like what we think about is if I stop doing this thing that I'm so comfortable in, that I'm Mm -hmm. used to, that brings me in this amount of money, all of the things, then my security is gone if I do anything different because we don't think about the possibilities that it could open up for us. All we think about is, is the bad stuff. Yeah, we do. And I think that's the biggest problem in our society is that we're taught such a lack mindset 
we're taught that this world is kind of a really cruel place. And I'm not, I mean, it is, but if we start to tap into the force of the universe manifestation, I really don't believe that anymore. Yeah. I love that. Nicole, I love you. (laughs) Hi, nice to meet you. I love you. Um, I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. Um, I think that you are going to have people that are just going to love to follow your journey regardless, even if it's not something that they want to do. I'm one of those people. Um, I love traveling, but I'm like, have fun. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, exactly. It's not for everyone, but it is for some people for sure. Yes, for sure. And I would love one day, maybe I'll travel and you just so happen to be there. I think that would be really cool. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm all about meeting up with people wherever they want to go. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. So where are you headed to next? You're in Bulgaria right now. Yeah. I'm going to go to Greece or Croatia. I can't decide, or I might just do both. How do you pick your places? That's what, that's what, like, do you just, I don't know. How do you yeah, pick? Just with the nomads, where the oh, nomads yeah. are and, and also where I want to go. So sometimes I also go to a place just because I want to, um, yeah, so Greece, I think, will be one of them. I'm I'm picturing like doing hair in like one of those white buildings overlooking. Yes. The so yeah, I'm excited for that. I love that. So I ask all of my guests at the end of the podcast one question. Um, and so when I say the word failure, I mean this in a way that I don't necessarily believe in failures. I think that, um, or mistakes, I think that failures and mistakes are actually lessons, but what is the number one failure that you are, or mistake that you are the most thankful for in your life? My biggest failure. Oh, I didn't get a job opportunity at this really nice salon in Melbourne. It was the first uh, job opportunity that I didn't get. So I was heartbroken. Um, but that pushed me into, yeah, my home studio. Would you say that's a good one? Yeah, that's that's a great. Yeah. That was a failure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great one. I love, I like that question because it makes people think a little bit. Cause it's like, you know, obviously that was something that probably upset you at the time, but you look back and you go, wait, that was like the best thing that could have happened to me, you know? It was because it was devastating. And if, if I had gotten that job, I probably would have liked it and not started my own business. You would have stayed in your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So where can the listeners find you? Um, the Abundant Stylist um, on Instagram. I just started my TikTok, The Abundant Stylist as well. <laughs> I How are you feeling about TikTok? Yeah, I mean, TikTok apparently is like, the place to be now. That's what everyone's saying. And I'm like that old person. That's like, I don't want to. (laughs) Uh, I know. I just don't. I I mean, social media to me is a challenge, just like the dancing and all of that. That's not really me. So I'm trying to do it in a way that I don't have to dance, but we'll see. In all honesty, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to navigate this whole social media, new social media too. The posts where I just like pop on my camera with no makeup on and just say my thought real quick, always does the best. Yeah. I think it's all about authenticness now because so many, there's so much, you know, pretending on there. So we have to be more, more authentic. And that was kind of my idea behind everything. I wanted to be quite authentic. So maybe I should try that. I love that. 
No, I love that because honestly, so I do some of the trends like I did one today and everyone that likes it is bots or they're not yeah. like any, like I can, like, I've gotten like a hundred likes, which is a lot for me. I don't get a lot of yeah. it, like, um, which I'm gonna call it engagement. Um, but none of them matter. Yeah. Weird, so it's yeah. Like, so I hate it. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Why am I doing this? <laughs> like, you yeah, might've actually inspired me to just like dump all those out. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I get on the trend sometimes too, but I'm usually too late. So it just kind of doesn't what? go, to, it doesn't go to plan. I'm too late for the trend. That's always my issue too. Um, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on here and chatting with me. I'm going to link your Instagram. Um, and if anyone is listening to this and they're interested in what she has coming up next, I will link that in the show notes as well. Um, so yeah, so thank you. I appreciate you and I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of you as well. Thank you so much. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks and I will talk with you on the next one.